record a podcast so everybody wants to know things. <laughs> oh, it's very flattering. Oh, oh, please, please record your voice for an hour to two hours so I can listen to it in MP3 format. Oh, because I'm an American. TV app for the regular Wii? What's going on? News is hitting weirdly all of a sudden while we're doing the show. Oh, we turn our backs for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently there's a YouTube uh, channel for the regular Wii now uh, as the console is about to b- become a not thing people care about at all. Yeah. And also a Nintendo TV thing, which was a Wii U exclusive, I thought, which is one of the selling points of getting a Wii U, but I don't know what it does. I'm just looking at the logo now and, and pondering. Oof. Hmm. Have they got the Nintendo TV working on your Wii U you got there, Jim? Uh, no. Nothing, ah. nothing online works. Ah. It's, uh, yeah, I was hoping they'd have a patch up by now, but uh, nothing yet. They're really cutting it fine. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I talked to Nintendo two weeks ago, and they're still doing stuff on that. It's not because they're being jerks. They just haven't finished it yet, it sounds like. A lot of the things they're doing. That, oh, that is jerky behavior. It's jerky. It should be, it should be done. Well, yeah. It should be would... done and ready and on my plate for my dinner. <laughs> I identify with failures. I've noticed on the internet there's a lot of people who are mad at people who fail like you know this game sucks you fucked up they'll be like well they tried they just sucked at their job because i do i suck at my job sometimes for sure i try but then it just still sucks yeah once in a while i think well i mean as as soon as the orderlies take their eyes off you you're sucking anything that moves (laughs) that is not true (laughs) (laughs) i liked how, how adamant that was um Hello. I mean, we might as well start. Conrad's not picking up. I don't know oh, what, no. what he's up to. But hello, ladies and gentlemen. We'll bring him on. I'll, I'll try again in a minute. Uh, he'll send a message or something. Hello, boys and girls. Go- oh, got windy pops. Oh, that's not a good start. That's a that's a gaseous start to the recording. What's windy pops? Is that a special burp type? Special, special, yeah, burp type Pokemon. <laughs> hello. Oh, there uh, he is. Oh, oh you're there. Drink. Sorry about that. Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello. I was just welcoming the boys and girls to Potsoid. Oh, what? What, what is this magical thing? Yeah. Well, huh. it's it's a podcast. Oh. You're <laughs> <laughs> not not very magical. It's actually surprisingly less interesting. Yeah, it's it's actually quite quite grounded and not sorceress in the least. Uh, I regret saying sorceress. I, I should have said <laughs> I should have said ensorcelled. Uh, I ensorcelled is my best word. Is that a and, real word? Yeah, it is my best word, and I never. Oh get no! To say you it. used a really good word in one of the reviews. Beruic was it? I think. I called. Beruic. I called Ninja Gaiden Three Razor's Edge Banausic. 
Banalzik. Yeah, I don't even know. I know how to write it. I don't know how to pronounce it. So I probably made myself look very stupid and exposed myself as the thesaurus.com viewing twat I really am. (laughs) It's hard to... When you write as many reviews as I do and you play a lot of crap, you run out of words for crap. Mm. You have to... like. I, I spend a lot of time researching words. Like, how can I say mediocre without saying mediocre? And I, you know, I, I'll, I'll throw out soporific, banalzik, um, everything. And funnily enough, tedious, a, a, a mediocre word in and of itself, one mm. I rarely use. So the next game I get to... I get to, to do you that. You get to toss in tedious. I get to throw in <laughs> yeah. tedious. Next time you read a review of mine, boys and girls, and it has tedious in it, know that I was very excited when I wrote that. Um, <laughs> more more excited than I would be if I was playing something like Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge by Technocubby for the Nintendo Wii U exclusive. What did you... You gave that a 6, 5? I gave it a 5.5. Oh, a little jump there. Just a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, Yeah. just a little... Just just a little mwah on the the rose petal there. Mwah. And a 5.5, that's a game you can play. Oh, it's playable. Mm. I I played it. (laughs) Yeah, I did that again. The best thing about Ninja Gaiden 3 was when the credits rolled and I said to myself, I never have to play that again. <laughs> so you think. <laughs> and then Sigma there it is. Version. You never know. There it is, Razor's Edge, which, to their credit, they tried. It's they, a little better. They tried. Hey, they did their best. Like, they really did try everywhere. Like, it's full of little, little t- attempts at improving. But it's just the, the core of it is still. Banawazik. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that is a shame. Uh, but other reviews went up. I'm still surprised Nintendo and Tecmo Kami sort of said this. This is what we'll lead off with. This is the the first embargo to lift for the Wii U. What what critically acclaimed game shall herald the arrival of our new console? Let's have a port of Ninja Gaiden 3. It makes no sense. <laughs> How small is the person who just said that? He, it sounded so small. He is a... <laughs> he is Adam... Adam Ant's brother. Oh, I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I almost said Adam Ant. That's a different Ant. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're related by blood. I think Adam married him. <laughs> so, took the wife's name for that joke to work. So don't don't bring me up on that. That's <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. People, I will I will not let listeners pick holes in my fictional cartoon family trees. <laughs> Jonathan, I will yeah. stand for it. I will I... not accept this. Adamant married into Adamant's family and changed his name for his wife Susan. Susan Ant. Susan Ant. <laughs> Who who is known more popularly as Susan B. Anthony? Whoa, that was amazing in what you did. <laughs> did that? I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders today. Yeah, you are. This is great. This is full power. Which is awesome because I am dead clinically. <laughs> it's fantastic. I um, yeah, I I've got to play video games, Jonathan. 
Yeah, you've got more, I heard. Long tonight. into the night. Wave 2 came today. Today, what'd, I you, what'd you get? Scribble Notes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scribble Notes Unlimited, um, which is... I, I can't say that. Um, what else did I get? Sorry. <laughs> Uh, you got Zombie U yet? I got Zombie U. I've been playing oh, good. U. Okay. I can't say anything. I know. Let me let me talk about them briefly. Yeah. Because I've played them, but I'm, I don't have the review copies, so I can get away with it. Uh, people have stereotyped me as a guy who likes cute fun and not violent trouble. But in this case, it's flip-flop. It's flip-flop, guys. Because that Scribble Knots Unlimited, you know... Not, it's just scribble. Not some more, right? It just is. They did some more. <laughs> not, not very. Not, can't get excited about. It. it was a great concept, and when yeah. it first came out, it was really exciting. No, that's and now not it's true. Just, that's not true. I will. It, I'll, I'll. I'll risk breaking embargo. Yeah. They they improved the enemy AI, so they're more aggressive. Uh, they added. Finally, they brought back dismemberment after fans had complained. And Ayani gets two playable stages all on her own, and her tip physics are quite <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> You're talking about Ninja Gaiden. Oh, oh! All the all the games are bleeding into each other. Oh, it's a nightmare. Whereas Zombie U, I haven't played it enough to be sure, but in a ten minute or twenty minute chunk, yeah, it's a great time. Great oh yeah, time. Zombie U, of course. Um, you know, it's very much like the previous games in the series, but the <laughs> level design's a lot more improved. You get baby Yoshis now, and they sing the backing <laughs> vocals while you do the thing. That's New Super Mario Brothers U, Jim. No, it's not. New Super Mario Brothers U is where a man with, like, a shaved head goes, Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? <laughs> That's Far Cry 3, I And think. then he kicks you into a, into a pond. <laughs> That would be a real surprise for uh, hardcore Mario fans. They put that in. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be sad. No, in all seriousness, uh, New Super Mario Brothers U review is up on Destructoid. Uh, go check it out. Um, multiple endings, new Strike Force missions. Jim. The multiplayer is, you know, it's still more or less the same, but New Super Mario Brothers Zombies mode has been given a, oh, I've done it again. <laughs> oh, fuck me up the ring piece. Until, People were going to get... Oh, I, fuck my ass until I shit out of my mouth. I was legitimately excited that it had multiple endings. I believed it <laughs> first. I was like, oh, wow, sometimes you save the princess and sometimes you save her, but, you know, with a hat on or something. I was all excited, but, no. Probably just the same ending with that game. Some, right? In some endings, Bowser gets her pregnant, and <laughs> and the Mushroom Kingdom outlawed abortion, so they have to do it on the sly. Doctor, Whoa. <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Mario with a bloody coat hanger. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> hey, that's the at least that is the the title for this week's episode. Set off early. <laughs> That's true. And uh, how did you like that game overall? I read the review, but I want to hear straight from the horse's mouth. How do you think it compares to uh, to other 2D Marios overall? Where's it stand on the rank? Your overall ranking? Because you've played them. Yeah. Um, it's it's my favorite new Super Mario Brothers since the first new Super Mario Brothers on the DS. Like, the, the Wii one didn't grab my imagination. And mm. new Super Mario Brothers 2 was a good game, but I still felt a bit let down. 
Mm. I mean, I reviewed that, what was it, a few months back? Yeah. Um, this time, like, I, th- I think I said last week, I hinted at it, like, this is where the effort went, and that they were not putting into New Super Mario Bros. 2, which now I, I, I fail to see the point of that one, apart from just to exist. Uh, but this one, great, great game. Um, you know, it still has lost something because... It's still the, the same few games we've seen in the past already, but the level design has been tightened. The challenge is back. There's there's a lot more challenge than the more recent games have had. And there's Baby Yoshi, and they are they are little and fat, and you pick them up, and they go. Rah, rah, rah. Like, in time with the music, it's fantastic. Does that come out of the uh, Wii U gamepad when they do that? or No. It's just in the game there? Yeah, they... Sh- they um, yeah, the, the Wii U gamepad does, like, little percussion-y bits to the oh. music. Oh, that sounds good. That's pretty good. So what do you think it would have taken for you to... Because it's one of the things you didn't like about the game, or one of the reasons you didn't give it a higher score is because... The building blocks are still the same blocks you're playing with in terms of game design and and what works. Would they have to really change it up and make the game like larger horizontally and vertically, or would they have to? What would it have taken for you to be like, whoa, about it? I think more there were there were these little moments, these little moments of like, whoa, like mm. uh, I mentioned in the review the the watercolor level. There's a there's a it's just one course. Everything looks hand-painted, like the pipes and the background and the platforms. It's all given this weird paintbrush effect. It looks gorgeous. That could have been a whole world. It, mm. Instead, it's one course. And all the worlds are still very, you know, you've got the, the, the starting grassy one, the desert one, the mountainy rocky one, mm. the um, oceany one, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's still very safe in terms of the, of the, the themes. Mm. And I would have really liked to have seen a bit more, you know, just something fresh in that angle. Um, I want to feel like I'm exploring, like, new worlds in the Mushroom Kingdom, not the same ones, but, you know, given different names. Uh, so I, I think that would have helped. Because, like I said, I mean, the, the real standouts were these levels that were really quite just... In terms of, of design and theme, just stuff we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. and It would be really good to see a, a Mario game venture into some other territory, like you know a creepy school or a, uh, a ruins of some kind, perhaps with an ancient treasure. You know, just, just something to mix it up a bit. Steal from every other genre for a while. And... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's... it's... Yeah, like I said, again, I mean, I don't want to bang on about this one thing, but it really typified it for me was that painting level. It was so, it was something I hadn't really seen much of before. It looked so much like, it looked kind of out of place, but also in keeping with everything. And it was more out of place by the fact it was just this one course. And it, it felt like they were, they got brave when it came to doing the occasional little anomalous level here and there. Uh, but weren't brave enough to do whole worlds with these big dramatic artistic and environmental shifts. Um, mm. You know that they they can do some really atmospheric stuff at Nintendo, and and you know I would have liked to have seen more of that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. People say that 
Super Mario Brothers 3, for instance, it was like you've never seen anything like that before in a Mario game. And similar, Super Mario Brothers World wasn't quite as much, but there was still a lot of new stuff to that. Mario Galaxy, they said that. With none of the new Super Mario Brothers games have, have they really said that. They're all staying really true to what they know people already like and not introducing too much additional to that which is is sad exactly but, i mean that yeah. N- nintendo's biggest strength is is in almost every game it makes it crafts this exciting new world that you mm. want to explore like even zelda like like the the core fundamentals of every zelda game are more or less the same structurally mm-hmm. they're the same it's like die hard and die hard 2 it's structurally the same the exact same thing but the world and the atmosphere and everything is just, it's so distinct from each other. Mm-hmm. And you see that with the Marios until you get to New Super Mario um, Brothers. And then it's all still kind of the same. And they, they did an interview about that and said it was intentional and it made me sad. I remember that, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope this changes their tune a little bit. I hope they hear the feedback that the levels that did take risks in New Super Mario Brothers U are the ones that stood out, and then we get a new 2D Mario game that doesn't have the new Super Mario Brothers moniker, and it's just a whole actual new Super Mario Brothers game instead of... I mean, it really is just old Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) 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 And then you reviewed Nintendo Land. How'd that turn out? Nintendo Land. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it seems uh, like you liked it more than you thought you would. It's not. It's it's not going well for me, Jonathan. <laughs> what, ha- <laughs> what happened to you? Oh, 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 oh. I've. Oh. What? What happened to you? It's so sleepy. <laughs> and you still have to review Skibble Nuts Unlimited. Skibble. Not- I Skibble don't nuts. have to. I don't have to. I could burn. <laughs> I could burn the house down, and no one would suspect. They wouldn't, actually. No one would think you did that on purpose. No one, no one would give a shit. Well, it's one of the, what, you probably have, like, one of 300 Wii U's in the country right now? Probably I, not many. I, yeah, played a video game, and <laughs> and I thought Far Cry 3 would would be happening after, because that's, like, out in December or something. Yeah. They so gave, I, was, they... I was expecting to get it at the end of November. You got they, it now? They sent Debug this week for embargo next week oh my god oh my god so it, awesome. it and i had to do it and and i was i started playing it on pc and my pc didn't like it but didn't tell me until i'd spent all day playing it and then it fucked up and became un, unusable so i lost a whole day to that um then had to run the debug on the on the 360 the the dev kit and that had to, it insisted on installing itself, so that chewed up a load of time. And then I had to to do that in a day, uh, oh. which I did. I, I, I say day, it was also up until 2 a.m. and then up at 7 in the morning and then keep playing again. Uh, so that fucked me up for the week. Uh, but I did it, and now I am the definition of insanity. So that is good. That is what that game taught me. Um, that's in the bag. I just got to do some multiplayer, which I'll do after Sunday. Uh, so that's in the bag. That's don't worry. That's banked. Uh, 
Mm. Um, and then straight from there, um, on that day, on the day I, I settled down with Far Cry, uh, Batman uh, Armored Edition comes in. Ooh. And uh, Warriors Orochi Hyper Force Mega Super Stabum <laughs> game. And you like that, too. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. I like that kind of game. Yeah. I like Warriors. I liked Warriors Orochi 3, the original. Um, there's not a lot of new content in this one, but it's, it's, it's all right. But that's... I was waiting for Warriors Orochi because that's the game that will confirm to me the gamepad's worth as a controller. Uh-huh. Because, okay. you know, that's my jam, mm. is, is those action games. If that feels good, if I can get a Dynasty Warriors game feeling good on a gamepad, I'm behind the gamepad. Not the pro controller, but the gamepad. Fuck right? the pro controller. <laughs> I don't know if people have heard that yet. Did you announce that last week? That you didn't like the pro controller too much? Not a fan. It's in my Ninja Gaiden review. Not, ah, not right. a fan. Um, I don't like it. Um, but, again, I, I lost my press release C sheet thing with Embargo so Info sure on uh, Warriors Orochi 3. But, what's Koei gonna do? <laughs> I think they need you more than you need them at this point. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that arrogant. You wouldn't say it. I... I... That's what I think. Just me talking. But I'm behind the gamepad on this. Oh, yeah? So uh, far, so good? Mm-hmm. Um, Warriors Orochi's feeling good on it. And that's me satisfied. That's me happy. Um, the only other thing to test is uh, Black Ops 2. Uh, mm-hmm. Should be getting a Wii version of that in to test it and see how that runs. Seeing how, like, a, you know, that kind of first-person shooter... Because Zombie U is... Very unconventional, if we're looking at it from a first-person uh, first shooter angle. Well, there's a it's, lot of melee in it. It's a lot, it's of, a lot of melee. It's a slow-paced game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to look at this, you know, the more bombastic AAA FPS kind of thing and see how that feels on the gamepad. I have a feeling for the first ten minutes it will be awful, and then I'll just kind of get used to it, which mm-hmm. seems to be my experience with everything on the gamepad so far. It feels because because the, the those sticks on the gamepad are very very um, stiff in mm. terms of, of of how they register on screen. Um, just the slightest nudge and you've got the guy moving. Like I said before, it's kind of almost like the Vita sticks in that regard. They're very very tight. Not not a lot of ability to be nuanced with them. Um, but it's something I've certainly gotten used to in the games where it was a problem. So we shall see. Uh, and as I said, very comfortable controller. So that's cool. That's what people are are needed to come from you. Because I've been saying that for, oh, I don't know, uh, since this summer. But even before that, I thought it was all right in uh, 2011. But people assume that I just like everything Nintendo, which is, of course, not the case. But coming from you, Jim, a, a true aficionado of comfort, to hear that the, the controller is <laughs> That is, is true. Not, I, am yeah. a, I am a lady of leisure. <laughs> you like it when you feel good and you are like a little cat to me I do. sometimes <laughs> and I mean that in the most affectionate way possible and when my cat's you know, like, mm, I don't like it you know she she gets right up and leaves but when she's comfy she's in deep and that's how you are when you get comfy you're in deep yes Jonathan and, <laughs> and, and I think I would be most comfy at your house and 
And then I will also be in deep at your house, unless you'd like to. Because I don't know, I I think I'd like the feeling of being asleep with you inside me. <laughs> I was I don't know. I was thinking I was thinking this earlier. Um, I was playing Scribble Knots Unlimited um, for the um, Nintendo Home Entertainment Device Wii U available in stores soon, and I thought to myself. I I think Holmes needs to know. This is what I thought. I think Holmes needs to know that I would like to fall asleep with him inside me. (laughs) Why did that occur to you while playing Scribble Knots Unlimited, a game that I don't even really like too much? It's a little bit good. It's like Bejeweled. I was just just thinking about you in the house. Mm. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh, That's a puzzle. That's it's, it's how I keep together. <laughs> That's not keeping together. In the house, not... in the car, in the shower, this is what he thinks about. Some, some would call it a symptom. I consider it the cure. Uh, I hear that all the time. <laughs> Boy, I've been having those conversations at work lately. Day job, woof. Oh, yeah, you said, because that was one of the reasons why we're, we're recording late this week, listeners. Oh, yeah. Because... I mean, I really shouldn't be recording now. I, I literally don't have time for this. Yeah, we I should end pretty soon. Don't. Um, but, you know, I was able to make a bit of time yesterday. I'd just beaten Far Cry and was like, okay, okay, we can do this. And then we had problems with your cell phones because you also are very busy. Um, mm. Hectic day job at the hospital, at the mental hospital, at the drug mental hospital. That's right. Yeah, I was... You uh... work. Uh, and I'd just like to say, mm. on the record, in public, because I've kept quiet about it, because, mm. you know, I'm, I'm sure some people have heard that you've had trouble at work and everything. I'd just like to say that I wholeheartedly reject any and all accusations made about Jonathan Holmes. Great, I think. How is this going to backfire? This is going to backfire for me. Yeah. He didn't say or touch Anything or anyone. Nobody said I did. Any any charges brought (laughs) against him in a in a legal or civil court, I will fight. Patently false. Patently false. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah? Alright. Nobody I didn't I'm I'm one of the few people that the patients aren't that mad at actually. I usually stay on the good side. Family was happy to accept the money. What? What when money? it was on the table, they were happy to accept the money. Where's the paper trail leading? Not to Jonathan Holmes's door. Not to Jonathan's door. <laughs> What's going on? What? Where's the? Who paid what for who? Who's what? Who are you? What is this? What's going on? Unknown. No, so you see, I thought this was a personal thing that you didn't really want to talk about all that much, Holmes. I still don't know what we're talking about, and that's exactly what people say when they're Jonathan. Ask me, uh, Jonathan. Answer me this. Mm-hmm. Um, answer me this for the for the people. Yeah. Have they recovered a body or not? <laughs> no one died, which is no good. One died. I... No one died. I hope not. Without proof, no one died. <laughs> That's the words of Jonathan Holmes. No one died, and you can't prove it. 
I, I am worried that something bad happened to somebody, but I'm pretty sure they're all right. That's I hope. That. that could be construed as a threat. I'm handling, <laughs> I'm handling illegal defenses here. You will keep your job and you'll be due out-of-court settlement payments for yourself. Not for them. We're not settling with them, with the mother and father. This is... Uh, you're, you are the victim of unfair allegations. I don't think I am. Am I? Well... What's going... Uh... That's it. You just keep quiet. I will handle all the talking. It's a real way to make me nervous. I feel nervous. Am I going to be okay, guys? Seriously, though, Jonathan, where did you bury it? I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I'm just, terrible Jonathan, at Just tell holes. me. Just tell me where the body is. Nobody died. I, I, don't... I think I should move it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I don't trust you, Jonathan. I'm not saying I don't. I don't think you have, you know, your head in the game here. But I'm an. I'm an old hand at this. I should probably deal with the disposal of the what of of, of, of the product. <laughs> Everybody's fine. That's not why. I just had a long day at work. I had to read a patient's journal. It was really long. He was really sad. He had a lot of problems. And then there was this other guy who just wanted to leave and do crack, but we needed to make sure he had a place to not freeze to death because it's getting cold. And I heard he was trying to break into cars after he left. That was depressing. So that was a lot of work. And is, then oh yeah. oh is oh. You didn't strangle a patient's daughter and then bury her in the forest. <laughs> Where? What? How no. did I get that impression? I don't know. That is it's, a good it's, question. Yeah, it's, it's like you emailed us that you had problems at work, and I read it as strangled a girl, buried <laughs> in forest, say I was with you all night. That's what I read. I often read the things you write as confessions of crimes. <laughs> I very rarely want to hurt anybody. Pretty rare. But when you do, you do a bang-up job of it. <laughs> Is that no. where that was leading? No, I usually take a look at the feeling, analyze it, uh, take hold of it, and, and uh, funnel it into something more productive, like playing rock guitar, drawing a picture, that sort of thing, you know? Oh. You never have to act on your violent ideas, you guys. Kind of, you kind of live the life of a tweenie. <laughs> <laughs> of a tweenie? You of mean a tweenie. from... A, uh, be in between being uh, adolescent and a teen, you mean? No, I mean the, the kids' cartoony... No, the, the people in costumes, like a Teletubby or a... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was watching or a Boobar. Uh, or did you did you guys get Boobar over in this country? I don't think so. We it had was Foofer. Foofer. Babar, the elephant. We had Babar the elephant. Babar yeah. the elephant. Pompadour yeah. was the best character in that. Oh, Pompadour, what are you going to do next, you arrogant cunt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't uh, know. Hey, Jonathan. Yep. When are you going to be the new face of Coca Cola? <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Whoa, they is, never want me to do that. This is something else I was thinking about the other day while I was enjoying a, a crisp water. I was thinking to myself, you know what Jonathan needs to do? You know what I'm sick of personally? Jonathan Holmes not being the new face of Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola branded products. 
My face isn't always the worst, but it sometimes is. <laughs> but when sure. it is, it does a bang-up job. Yeah, oh, sometimes. I was watching, accidentally saw a little bit of something with me in it, and I was like, oh, gross. I had, like, this big, like, blotchy mark on my chin, and my nose is too short, and my cheeks are too big, and I look tired, and I'm bald, and just, ugh. Every once in a while from the front, you, I look all right. But... You look like a puddle of coke. <laughs> It's perfect. That also is blotchy and brown and has big ears and is that... bald. There's, there's no hair in Coke unless you drink it the way I do. <laughs> the uh, Clarence Thomas pubic hair Coke. You remember that one? That's a story. Is that an actual flavor? <laughs> he uh, allegedly put a pubic hair on a Coke to hit on a girl once. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Look what I can do, ladies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The story just seems so ridiculous on the basis of anybody thinking anyone would ever find that sexually, you know, yeah. attractive at all. Or let alone, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't – the message it sends is uh, you got, uh, you know, a stinky Coke maybe. <laughs> some food stink on there. That's it. Yeah. Mind you, how smelly is one pube gonna be? It's a good question. That's that's a good challenge. That, <laughs> if, if we we could do a competition with the Podto listeners called "How Stinky Is Your Pube," where it doesn't seem like a very effective. I mean, like they, you you'd have to do it in front of them. I mean, it's not something you could surprise them with. Otherwise, you know, they just happen upon the can, and it's like, oh look, a can of Coke with a pube on it. It's not, oh look, a can of Coke with his pube on it. Yeah, I just want the any old pube. You know? you'd, have to, you'd have to wait till they like pick up the Coke and look at it, and then they go, oh, there's a pube on this, and then you have to jump out the bushes and go, ha ha, jokes on Wait, you. That'd be God forbid. God forbid, you put the pube on the can. She comes there, she finds it, she's like, oh my god, who is this? You know, I and then it. she... Yeah, yeah exactly. You, yeah. you gotta be ready to get in there. Dave down the hall could be scooping up on that yeah. shit. Be you like, that's my pube, baby. How do you like that? And then she'll have to go around like Prince Charming and match the pube to the mons pubis to, to find which one fits. And then the ugly stepsisters will come in and say, Oh no, get a look at this fanny and put it on that. <laughs> or, or, or something. Um, but anyway, if you yes. do, if, if listeners do want to um, uh, get one pube off themselves and then just make it as smelly as possible, um, you know, just dip it in stuff, run it along things. Just, I want one pube and I want to see how smelly it is and I would like that mail to Jonathan. No. And so, <laughs> some, someone's got to verify it. Then what, do I have to give them a prize after that, too? Just uh, to the... Yeah, lifetime supply of Coca-Cola, using your, new, <laughs> using your new inside track with Coke. I really am not the new face of Coca-Cola. I no. wish I were. It would be a fun job. I know. That's why I'm going to do it for you, because I'm going to make your dreams come true, Jonathan. <laughs> I gotta be in show business. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah, you're gonna be the new face of Coca-Cola, Grandpa Cola. <laughs> Am I made of cola? Um, Do I have like a uh, pop bottle for a body sort of thing, and just my um, head popping out? No, but you do have a long grey beard that goes down to your navel. 
and Bermuda shorts with new kids on the block logos on them. <laughs> That's not what people want. That's not a mainstream stick. success. No. You'll have mm-hmm. a walking stick with with cola printed like written on it in pen. <laughs> That's not and, and it's not the deluxe. Beard, in the big grey beard, we will get like metal like cola bottle caps and just push them all in so they're all in there. And then you can shake your head and go, oh, it's cola snow, kids. And then the bottle caps just lit on the floor and we walk off. It's someone else's problem now. You just walk away from it. From, just, from walk away. just walk away. Give your cola bottle caps. And we will give you safe passage through the wasteland. Is that Far Cry? What is going on now? Have one full day to decide. Just work your way. <laughs> what is what is that from? Every time someone says walk away, um, I'd like a Pavlovan response, I have to be the Lord Humongous from Road Warrior. Oh, yeah. That guy's huge. He's Oh, he's humongous. Yeah, that's great. By name I... and nature. Anyway, Grandpa Cola. Um, I've set this whole thing up to convince Coca-Cola that we're worth it. Because don't worry, me and Conrad are going to be riding on your coattails. Um, you won't be doing this alone. School plays. Okay? Now, I'm sure you remember as kids. I know I did. At school, people would come in to do plays to teach us about things. Like saying no to the drugs. Or Uh... saying no to some other drugs. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I am starting a phone carpeting marketing campaign where I phone up all the local schools in Boston... And because, you know, we don't want you traveling, Jonathan. We don't want to put you out. You're the star. You're the talent. I mean, phoning up all the local schools in Boston and saying, I have got, for your little shit munchers, a great play to entertain them and teach them about healthy lifestyle choices, about drinking healthy for good kidneys and responsible <laughs> urine. That's not, Coca-Cola is pretty bad for you, though. It would be lies. They don't know that. <laughs> Therefore, they it's okay. They don't yeah. know that. More well, and, and Coca-Cola, they produce all sorts of products. They also own, I think, Dasani Water and a few other brands. So we could, you know, push it initially as a water thing and say, you know, hydration, health, and then slide in the other thing. Exactly. See, they if we put the Dasani on a table next to a bottle of Coke and say, mmm, this is delicious and nutritious and good for you, and if you drink it, you won't get diabetes. The adults will think we're talking about the water. The kids will know we're talking about the delicious, crisp taste of of, of tasty Coca-Cola. Mmm. So- I don't even like Coca-Cola. I, I wouldn't mind just being on billboards, but, but I have to talk. I'm sorry. Will you not undermine this campaign? <laughs> Sorry, just being honest. So anyway, once we've convinced... The, don't be honest. That's the last thing Coca-Cola wants. All right, once we've organized the, the play, we get the kids pumped up by playing The Heat Is On! The Heat Is On! Except we've reworked the lyrics to go The Coca-Cola Is On! I love that song. Glenn Fry. The Coca-Cola Is On! Oh, drink it up, drink it up! That's a great song. Beverly Hills Cop 2, yeah. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop 2. That plays as It's a great song. Sorry, yeah, it's awesome. 
Mm. Me and Conrad come out. Conrad's dressed all in blue. I'm dressed all in red. Um, T-shirts and shorts and baseball caps on backwards. And we come out and we're like, yo, 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 da kids. We are a pair of cool bros like you see in your rap videos. And we're here to tell you about being healthy and drinking good <laughs> drinking good Coca-Cola products for make you live for a long time. About yep. adult mom and dad so you can watch TV. <laughs> You guys are not, no offense, and I, I'm right up there with you, but the three of us are not who kids want to be at all. Maybe Conrad a little. Come on, Jonathan. Conrad's who is a, hipper than we? Conrad is... A dying sack of shit! We've got our caps on backwards! We don't have the look that's hot right now. Any of us. Uh, uh, we got our caps on backwards! Uh, uh, sorry, and I'm going uh before I say things. So that is attitude for the youth. Okay, bro, take a chill, comprende? See, I can do all the talking. So anyway, hey, yeah, we're going to do that. And then Conrad says, <laughs> But you know what? I heard some people say that Coca-Cola is bad for you. And then I say, oh, no, that's fucking lies. <laughs> Kids, don't listen to them, people. They're probably Democrats and African-Americans. And that's at that point, Jonathan, you come on stage, he goes, boom, 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 it's Grandpa Cola. <laughs> He's got a beard with coke in it. Yeah, yeah, come and drink his beard. Drink Grandpa Cola's beard. Oh, no out. one wants to drink a beard. No one. No you, one. You come out with your big long beards and you do kids on the block Bermuda shorts. Nothing else. And you stick. And then you say, remember kids, <laughs> listen to your cool dude Grandpa Cola when he says that if there are kids in your class who are ethnic minorities, pick on them. The other white kids will be your friends. And let's face it, they've got the money. And then we're like, yo, 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 the white kids got some money. Boom, ba-doom, boom, ba-doom. Look at Grandpa Cola. Listen to everything he tells you. And I'll tell you what, those gays shouldn't marry either. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Grandpa Cola says. Boom, 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 boom. Let's treat people who are different minorities different from us. Boom, 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 boom. Drink Coke. <laughs> so my voice is like, oh, I don't know if you guys are like that sort of a thing. I don't like the gays, and that's it's kind of a Grady from uh from Fran Sanford and Son, except that's racist and homophobic. This is a slam dunk. I don't see I don't see how this could possibly yeah. be rejected. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, the Hispanics shouldn't get the vote. That's another thing you'll say just to just to promote the idea of Coca Cola. <laughs> The uh, only reason Romney lost was because of the black vote. Fraudulent black vote, that is. Let's hear it for voter ID, kids. Boom, ba ba boom, ba boom, boom, ba boom. Let's hear it for voter ID, you fool. Come on, motherfucker, let's hear it for the voter ID. Drink cups. Swearing at the kids? 
to a to a, a hip hop beat or the jungle beat? What kind of beat is uh, boom 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 boom? What is what is that? It, it's just me and Comrade saying boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's not swearing. It, it's it's not swearing. We're not swearing at the kids. We're being passionate towards the children. Mm, that still doesn't sound that great. Hey? So uh, basically, we need you up there, Jonathan, with a beard, um, just saying all of those things that I just told you to say. Ah, uh, it's not the worst idea you've had. It's pretty. For me. It's pretty fucking good. All you've got to do is go up there and and just disenfranchise uh, basically anyone who isn't a white middle class American. With the poor as well, we want to really tarnish the poor. What would we say about them? The, the, uh, they lie. <laughs> They're lazy. Uh, they voted for the wrong man, um, and and drink coke. <laughs> we, we we just the more the more like demographics we keep disenfranchised, uh, the more they're gonna drink coke. Market research has, has shown us this. This is yeah. what this is what the CEOs of of of, of all the soft drink companies are telling me, really. Is that if you insult everyone other than the thirty percent of the, even less than that? I think that Caucasians, middle class Caucasians, make up like twenty percent of the population, or less than that now. I mean, it's not the majority, Jim. When you make everyone else mad, and only focus on Who's middle gonna be class. Mad? <laughs> All the people that we called lazy and liars and no. said they shouldn't be allowed to get married. Why, why, why would they be mad? I we, don't understand. We're putting on a show specifically to entertain them. These these plays are going to be mostly. Every... These plays are mostly going to be in like like, sub, like urban um, centers, like like inner city stuff. Um, you know, very impoverished, uh, huge, hugely diverse crowds. Because we want to reach as many demographics as possible, so it's going to be hugely diverse. I'm going to invite the parents of the school's most violent children. Um, to watch the play, um, just because maybe it'll help them connect with their their violent children in a way that they've always wanted to. And when they see you up there on stage, Jonathan, uh, half naked and belittling everything um, that them and their families go through on a daily basis, I think basis, I think we're going to bring people together. I think, yeah, yeah, this is good. We're going to unite them. <sighs> they they might just laugh at us and hurt us verbally. You know, with insults and stuff. Uh, nothing like a good crowd response. But we might get physically harmed for sure. I mean, bad. Because uh, it's not that it's uh, it's not clear that we're joking. Oh no, my cat is barking at my dog. I'm sorry. Your your cat is barking at your dog. Yeah, it's weird. They're they're weird. That's that's horrific. <laughs> so anyway, oh, anyway, yeah. Grandpa Cola. The Grandpa new, Cola. The new face. The hip. The hip new face for for a a, a, a life living American public. It's uh no. It's pretty good. <laughs> hey, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five trailer. Hmm. Oh yeah. 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 What do you guys think? What do you, what do you guys think? I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Looking good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. Because my mind looks, can't looks like funny. it. I didn't watch it with the sound on. I didn't have the opportunity. 
So maybe I'd like it more with the sound on. But I was just looking at it because people were like, whoa, that looks really fun. So I was like, okay, I better go watch it to see if it looks fun. And then I watched it and I'm like, I didn't see anything fun. Mm. But that's me and my tastes. Which yeah, I, I, I didn't expect that you were going to find I, it particularly interesting. Every time I get my hopes up, every time I think, oh, it's the thing that everyone likes. I can like it too. And then I just can't. Sad for well, me. I feel the same way about Call of Duty. I, I mean, I understand its appeal, and and actually even got into uh, the first Modern Warfare for a bit. But uh, I'm just I'm not into that, and that's fine. I yeah. I can accept that there are going to be a few things that the vast majority of people like that I just can't find interest in. And that doesn't sound hateful, the way you put it, Conrad. It sounds pretty just well, It's resigned. not hateful. Why should, no, it's not resignation either. It's just, who am I to trounce on other people's fun? Tons and tons of people have a great time playing these games all the time. So clearly, they're seeing something in it that I'm not, or they're having an experience that I don't desire. And who am I to piss on that? I well, don't... I don't get the gamers that, that feel compelled to like go into reviews of games or, or like threads on forums just to shit on a game and 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 hate people that like it. Um, we had that with with well pretty much all the major releases this year. Call of Duty is a good one. There are people who basically are like McCarthy in their hunt for Call of Duty players and and their their desire to see them banished from privileged society. <clears throat> um, and I was talking about this with Halo. Halo 4 released, and that's a, I've tried every single one, almost. I, I think Halo 2 is the only one I haven't tried, and they, um, maybe ODST. And every time I try one, I just can't connect with it. I mm. cannot get into it. It's like Jeff Buckley songs. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell that it's good. I can tell that it's sound, mm. but it's like it's like oil on water, you know. It's it's just there's no no penetration there. Um, I actually, <laughs> penetration. I, That's what the listeners are thinking right now. So I had to say it. I actually linked to your like oil on water story about uh, an editorial you wrote uh, targeting your feelings on Shadow of the Colossus at first, but just kind of talking about the phenomenon in general when you just don't connect with a game that is uh, critically acclaimed and liked by a lot of people in uh, internet video game culture, people talking about it. And people thought I was being hateful. They're like, how dare you? How dare you link to that article to promote it on this day, on this day of Grand Theft Auto Five trailer? Because I was like, here's how I feel about Grand Theft Auto. Jim Sterling said it best. And they're like, what? That's mean. I'm like, oh, I thought I was being just benign and saying I can't like it that much. Or, I don't know. What do you guys think? Was that mean? Was that being mean? I know. How did you... You have a tendency, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. You have a tendency to, yes. to sometimes sound a bit like you're trying to say something that you're not saying. When in just in the way I don't even think you do it on purpose most of the time. We've talked about this before, actually, yeah. like how you can really sound like a patronizing dick, even though you're just, <laughs> even though you're just gen like genuinely being nice. Oh, maybe they read it wrong. Oh, maybe, maybe. When I you just said, when you go into the whole, oh, it's interesting that you think that, which <laughs> which to most people sounds like you're calling them stupid. Really? Yeah. What if I'm just interested that they would think that? Because it's interesting, you know? I didn't think that. But you do. Maybe you're right. How interesting. Yeah. Mm. There, there, ah. there is no social sanctuary for you. Uh, no. Doomed. 
Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, well. You've got we the do... Grandpa Cola franchise to, <laughs> to skate off the back off. I've got something for you, Jonathan. You do? It's not good. <laughs> it's... Okay. Oh, fuck. I had to restart the computer. I lost it. I've got a... Um... It's a bit of an old thing we used to do. I've got a sex doll uh, for you to read out. Oh, you do? joy. Are you uh, I'm just... Skyping it to me or email? You want me to read it out loud? Of course I do. Okay, I'll do it. I Oh, there we go. I've got a link. I'm emailing it to you now, Jonathan Hope. Oh, okay. I think I have email. Oh, yeah, there it is. I've got it. Okay, oh. just emailing it now. You can hear me typing away. Yeah, this is exciting. It's like the like Eagle Eye starring Billy Bob Thornton and um, that guy, Shia LaBeouf. Remember him? Uh, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, they made a movie together called Eagle Eye, and uh, Billy Bob Thornton's like, traffic cams, yeah. different computer programs. It was just like that. It was really exciting. Oh, God. What? <laughs> I got um, exciting. Yeah, got, I got new buses at the Escapist over there. They got bought out by some company. I'm oh, gonna kidding. be. I'm gonna be on my ear within the week. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> huh. I wonder new management. So does Yahtzee still? Is he still in there? I think. I actually think nothing's changed. They sent out a press release today, and I've just been reminded of it because I got other emails about it. And who's sending Hams this stuff? He's got Adventure Time 3DS. What? I'll have him um, send that on to you, Jonathan. <laughs> I couldn't be happier to hear that. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm really that's, psyched about yeah, that. Yeah, that—that's yeah. how a pedophile laughs. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. He's just—he's just caught a couple in his net, and he's just dancing, <laughs> dan- dancing around them. I didn't sound that bad, did I? Oh, oh you like... sounded like a—you wi- sounded like a wizard, but but a pedophile one. Let us not forget that. Anyway, our our good friends at Pipe Dream Products. Um, Yes. Oh, by the way, I noticed that the the Justin Bieber love doll, the story we broke, (laughs) has has been picked up all over the place. Really? Yeah, the Biebs not happy, apparently. Justin Bieber's upset by it. Um, They read it out on, what was it, The Soup or some e-network bullshit show some other podcast read it out we broke that story (laughs) (laughs) that news yes journalism and now we've got the katie pervy love doll which i'm sort of ashamed to say she's a rather attractive model on the katie pervy doll she's like oh she's kind of pretty and it says at the top i sucked a cock and i liked it (laughs) <laughs> Which makes me sad. What uh, else? What else does it say on the box? Uh, well, she's chewing on like a dog bone, and there's a lollipop that says she has a real candy cooch, and she's got three three tasty love holes. <laughs> Why is she made of candy? I didn't. I don't know Katy Perry that well. Maybe she sings about candy. I don't know. And uh, the description is. Uh, meet, meet Katie Pervy, the big boobed candy loving cocksucker who's got a sweet tooth and a salty snatch. <laughs> last, <laughs> last, <laughs> sad. Last Friday night, this curvy carpet muncher kissed a girl and liked it. And now she wants to suck and swallow some hard candy when she's not slurping slits. She's 
take taking creamy cum loads in the nerd snatch and down her hatch. Her teen dreams are filled with lollycocks, cum drops, and cream pies between her thighs. Squeeze her huge milk duds. <laughs> Smear her cherry chapstick all over your cock and give her a juicy jizz bomb down the throat. How many? <laughs> this really makes me feel so bad. How many licks does it take to get to the center of this sexy sweet tart? That's how it ends. <laughs> Oof, that was really soul crushing. Oh, just imagine the man that sits and writes these. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Come drops. And imagine inviting him round to look after your kids. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do for a living? I, do you I, think, I, I write I, libelous sex doll summaries okay, on the no, 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 no. Alright, look. When... People come to me and say, what do you do for a living? I say, I'm a writer. And I leave it at that. And it's not even that I'm ashamed of what I do. It's that explaining what it is can often be not worth the effort. This guy, no way in hell is he actually going to admit to what it is that he's doing. And he's probably just some schmuck who needs to get paid. It's probably contract work. I might actually know this guy. I know a bunch of people that are like, oh, I do copywriting. Uh, it's not really worth talking about. And they just leave it at that. It could be anyone. Mm-hmm. The guy down the street. There's, there's about 5,000 of them operating in secret around them. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's like the Illuminati, but far, far less impressive. <laughs> do, you think that, uh, do you think that they write a draft and then they have a, a supervising manager who's like, no, not cum spots, cum drops. Gotta be drops, because it's a candy theme. And then we gotta, they have to go to rewrite. We gotta be consistent, Roger! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Our clients be... come to us for the pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> salty well, snatch. Not, not... Salty snatch was good. Yeah, but... not stinky snatch. Salty, salty. Make it salty. Yeah, who knows? We need, we need to play off of the contrast there. Between salty and sweet. Yeah, exactly. No, I see what they were doing. There's a wordplay. You know what? This is someone who legitimately wanted to do like actual poetry or prose or something for a living and wound up stuck in this and they're so bitter and angry yeah that they come out like this there's a, f- a frustrated irish writer with a <laughs> scarf wearing a scarf indoors drinking cheap boxed wine <laughs> just just thinking thinking salty snatch salty snatch <laughs> that's uh, that's grand and he just types it in and and down her hatch. <laughs> oh, I yeah, right. Does say that? Yeah, that's that's exactly how it goes. Asomta, <laughs> we're drinking bottle wine tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna do the questions. You don't have much time left. How are you feeling? How are you guys feeling? Good. Yeah, doing all right. Suddenly excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Shap Hull, who I haven't even asked questions yet. They're already coming in. Wants to know if there's any comics that we want to recommend. Non-superhero comics from the 90s. You guys have anything? You read comics, Conrad? I don't think you do. Uh, I tried to for a little bit in the 90s. and yeah, I mean, they're, they're all right. Every, I like to read about comics on Wikipedia. 
I just that's mm. what I like. <laughs> You're not alone on that. Yeah. Saves you money and time. Yeah. I do the same. Apart from the, the the recent Dark Knights, which have been about the Scarecrow, which I think we talked about on Podtoid already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did he say non superhero comics from the night? He did. The that's only a... ones I read were the Aliens ones. Oh yeah, those are really good. They're, Mark Bearderhaven uh, or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first uh, the first run was the that felt like a proper sequel to Aliens with a grown up Newt and Hicks is in it and he's all melted and they're looking for Ripley and then there's a religious cult on the. Uh, Do you read that one? It's a good one. Oh, I th- I thought of a '90s uh, Transmetropolitan. That's a really good one. I think that's '90s. Uh, I don't think so, but it's pretty yes? close. I think it was early 2000s. I could be wrong. No, no way. Really? No, it's not that late. I trust you. Yeah, because that. he was doing he was doing Doctor Sleepless in the uh, by, by like 2003, 2005, somewhere in there. Dang um, it! You know your stuff, dog. It's pretty good. Well, Warren Ellis is like the only guy whose comics I've spent any time actually reading. Um, that I can like, he's one of the few comic authors. I was like, by name, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to enjoy this to some extent because it's written by Warren Ellis. Yeah, he's good. I don't know what he's doing now. I haven't kept up. Should look into uh, it. Started in '97 and ended in 2002. You're smart. You knew it. Smart guy. Uh, I would recommend to Podtoid listeners you look into Dave Cooper's comics because they are. A lot like Jim Sterling's mind. You might just be bored with them, Jim, because it's just like, oh yeah, those thoughts. I already have those. <laughs> uh, but uh, for other people, they'll be like, holy, how did he do it? Wow. There's a, yeah, specifically, there's a triptych called Suckle, Crumple, and Ripple. And those are good. Um, the first one is about uh, a boy who hatches from an egg and wanders into the city and ends up in a suit that makes him look like a muscular man and a, a one-breasted prostitute tries to eat. It's got a lot of nudity in it, by the way, and um, liquids. So that's the first one. The second one, Crumple, is about a young man who finds out that his girlfriend is a lesbian and gets depressed and then slowly finds out that all women are in league with aliens to turn men into semen dispensing machines and only be used to help reproduce while they have sex with weird alien creatures. Uh, that's a good one. And the third one is about a comic book artist who falls in love with a really fat teenage girl with braces and they have an extremely dysfunctional relationship. So uh, check it out. Hmm. i don't know if there's any other way to describe that uh yeah i when i was still dating girls i would like let them borrow those three comic books i'm like check these out girls see if you like it this first one it's great there's all this nudity and liquids and sometimes they liked me too they definitely a filtering process (laughs) there was one girl i dated for a year and a half after starting off with that lead pretty weird uh do we have time for more questions i kind of talked your ears off on that one i'm sorry went for longer than i thought yeah let's do a couple okay uh our friend toby sir toby carlson haven't heard from him for a while good to hear from you toby asks so uh, who would be the surprise killer in a detoyed staff filled uh slasher movie so if we had a, a slasher movie where we're, you know, Jim and um, 
I don't know who you would be, Jim. I, I imagine you would be the landlord, maybe, of the the cabin. Conrad would be the uh, the elder. He's trying to keep a, an eye on everybody. Hamza would be the horny teen. He's just like, come on, skinny dip, shut up, you know. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, he, he would be. He'd that be is telling perfect. us to shut up and strip. Yeah. But who would be the killer? I wonder. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan would be the killer. <laughs> that didn't that didn't take you very long. No. Actually, Jordan would make a magnificent serial killer. He's so he's got so much in his brain, and you know it's in there, but he tends to be. Subtle and and not overly disclosing, so he could suddenly yeah. just. He's uh, organized. He's tidy. I could see him setting up a kill room. <laughs> Jordan, by the way, Jordan Devore. Um, funnily enough, some Potter listeners aren't that familiar with the Destructoid front page. Uh, weird, I know. Um, I like to imagine like Potter is their only source of entertainment, and therefore informs everything they do. Um, but. Uh, Jordan um, writes on Destructoid, on the front page. Oh, yeah, is yeah. fucking invaluable. Um, I f- feel I should, you know, say so because especially at the moment where the review stuff has just been killing me, and I've really needed people keeping an eye on my shit and making sure the stuff I write is intelligible. That guy is tireless in his proofing efforts and, and yeah. not um, fantastic. And, yep. and totally uh, just selfless in it. Just like, uh... I remember him saying once that uh, every time he proofreads, it's like he gets experience points in his mind. He's <laughs> like, gotta level up! I'm like, no, you don't. You, you must be exhausted. You've read my 28-page review of Animal Crossing. You must want to kill yourself right now. But, no, thanks for the proof. I'll do it. We love you, Jordan. Yeah. 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 Uh, Patty Carr wants to know what's our favorite thing about doing Podtoid. Uh, for me, it is the constant surprises I get <laughs> from my friends. I never know exactly what you guys are gonna do. I love it. It's just fun hanging out. How about you, Jim? What do you like about it? Um, the constant surprise in your voice. <laughs> that's fun. It's, oh, that's good. Yeah, it's it's hard to say what the best bit about it is because it is really when you go down to it just recording and talking mm. there's not a lot of nuance there in terms of what we do that that you know has multiple elements that i can pick out and say that's my favorite bit because my favorite bit is just it um this is actually you know the highlight of my working week as i've said before being able to do podtoid um there's no absolutely nothing in it <laughs> for me professionally um not i don't mean that derogatory in a in a derisive way i just mean it's 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 something we do in our spare time just to give yeah. the you know the listeners something extra to to enjoy and mm. and that is awesome and it's just fun to do you know we wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun so i guess that's it just being able to have a good old laugh yeah friendship and uh i should have said now I'm thinking about my answer and how it sucked a little bit. The the fan reaction and the fan art is yeah. amazing. I would if mm, yeah, if yeah. fan art keeps me going, I will never stop doing this show as long as there's fan art. Another another personal highlight is posting. Just every time it's a bit of a ritual. Every time I I hit the upload button when I'm uploading the file. I go on Twitter and Facebook and just say Podtoid number whatever and then give the title name 
and then say it's uploading soon, it'll be on iTunes and, and the usual feeds. And then I watch people's reaction to the title out of context <laughs> and try and guess what led to that and just react with surprise and disgust. Uh, that's always a joy for me is is doing that because from the outset I decided I was always going to take a, a direct quote. Sometimes I forget them and it's a little different, but usually I aim for a direct quote from the show, just pulled without the context, and let people just guess, and then hopefully it's a nice treat for them when they listen, and they're like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. It shouldn't, but it does. I always worry that's going to make them think it's going to be funnier than it is. I never think that I'm funny enough, or funniness is all the time, but people, people like the show so much. They tell me almost every day. Oh, you guys are funny. You get me through my work day or my long trips. Blah, blah, blah. It's awfully nice of them. Uh, I have another question, unless you wanted to answer, Conrad. I didn't mean to talk N- about No, that. no, I don't like anything about this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess Spamfish Spam has asked us that uh, Journey has been nominated for a Game of the Year. I don't know through what outlet. Um, maybe it's that Grand Wizards of all the game journalists thing that Dale's a part of. Oh, the Video it, Game Awards. Yeah, something like that. Um, he knows that I wasn't a fan. I, I didn't dislike the game, but I didn't take to it. I didn't just... Uh, it took me a while to get involved with it, and even then I lost interest pretty quick. Um, but he's wondering what we think of the fact that a game like that has been nominated for Game of the Year, and what that says about how Game of the Year nominations are changing and how people look at video games differently. You guys think it means much? What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think it really means a whole hell of a lot. Mm, Jim? Uh, if that is the VGAs, I will be stunned. Uh, I yeah. will have to check that. That I will find that stunning. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean a lot because the VGAs don't mean that much. It is more or less just, you know, another event um, of which the game industry has too many, if you if you ask my opinion. But uh, it's it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing. I mean, usually the VGAs are just the what video games have big budget awards, not really mm. the best games. Um and seeing Journey on there, that's interesting. That's encouraging. I like to, I like to the idea that we could get more weird and and non mainstreamy type games up there in the, a big public arena and getting people's attention. Um, you know, it'd still be a long time before we'd ever see the likes of things like Lone Survivor um, mm. up there, um, sure. no matter how deserving such games may be. But that's that's pleasant. I'm not indifferent about that i'm not upset by that i'm not over the moon excited but i'm pleasantly surprised yeah i'm slightly happy about it um it's opening a door and it's moving towards uh a look at video games and the 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 bigger outlets like that the way they often look at video games is what's the most exciting power fantasy we've got this year and journey is not much of a power fantasy it's a meditative kind of pretty painterly thing that does a good job with what video games can do that other mediums can't. Eh, not great job. Good job, I think. I'm pretty yeah. critical of the game, too. But yeah, it's neat. I'm, I'm happy that they're at least looking at different genres, and not just gameplay genres, but actual genres of mood that a game would deliver, and thinking, oh yeah, that's a valid mood. Well, maybe that'll win. Is if it boredom wins, a valid mood? Because well, I gotta tell you. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, doctor, you <laughs> are something else. Andy Dixon wants to know what he just had a son. So congratulations, congratulations, oh, Andy, on that. Yeah. 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 Um, sorry, I didn't give him my congratulations because I've just barely been near my emails for the past week. Uh, I didn't because I didn't want to rub salt in his wound. I mean. <laughs> He's he our, he uh, did rub salt in the wound. That's why he's in this situation. <laughs> oh, 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 disgusting in you and for your Friday morning. Is he? Uh, is he our community manager now? What's his label? <laughs> we label him with. Uh, he's one of the community. Yeah, he, he's a community manager of some kind. Yeah, of some yeah. title. He promotes a lot of community blogs and does community activities. I just love that we don't know who's <laughs> Is he this now? Who's this? What? That's pretty much destructive. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, he had a son. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Uh, yeah. You know, for what it's worth. I've, I've, I've seen where this leads with children. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, but well done. <laughs> is there a video game that if uh you guys had a newborn kid i guess we'll put it in that frame what would you want that kid to play as their first video game so they know what video games are all about dead or alive extreme beach volleyball <laughs> and i'll hold its little baby face right up to the screen an inch away and just look at it look at it uh, that would not be good. That would Ew, look at it. You <laughs> or it's Silent Hill again. <laughs> and I don't mean the video game. I mean that game we play together when Mum's out the house. Wow. That, that wasn't anything bad. That was just me frightening the baby. Just any old game. Just yeah. wearing a big, big box on my head and swinging a big knife at it. <laughs> That's, not a, that That's sounds a fun so game for a kid. Kids love scary things, and mm -hmm. and it would, it would be scary for a small child if I staggered in their house, in a stranger's house, with a box on my head and a giant fucking knife, and I'm just making noise, just just doing the music under the box. Just... <laughs> And I'm just swinging it around and knocking stuff off the shelves. And the, the mother and father are like, get out of my house. Call the police, John. And I'm like, no, do not call the police, Jonathan Holmes. This is when you have a kid, Jonathan. And I'm running around just kicking stuff over. I've kicked your dog over. And I'm just going... <laughs> and then I bring out a dragon, a shop's dummy that I've stolen from a shop. And I get my little acorn out, and I stick that in it, and I'm just going, arr, drink Coke. So another question we were asked was from Vlad. Vlad Zhao wants to know, what was our first holy shit I love video games moment? Like ever. I, like, thought the, I thought the question was going to terminate at holy shit. Um, I, <laughs> religious fecal experiences coming through my mind, of which I've had many. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, I believed you. You could have made up a story. I would have believed it. Um, I, for me, it was Pac-Man. I was just like, whoa, Pac-Man. I love it. 
And then I loved all the video games after that. Really did start with Pac-Man in the arcade. I played a little bit of 2600 and like Odyssey and Vectrex and stuff. I think those were around. No, Vectrex wasn't out yet. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was like four and uh, I played Pac-Man at a truck stop and my mind was blown. Pretty weird that I was hanging out at a truck stop. Uh, Conrad, how about you? Do you remember? Well, uh, the first game I remember playing um, and at all was um, Hunt the Wumpus, which is uh, <laughs> what is that? It's a uh, like an, it's an old text-based game, and you um, you have and I didn't I didn't like it that much at first. It was like it was interesting, and it was sort of like a puzzle that I wanted to figure out. But I was never I wasn't good. At, I was better at the Pac-Man clone in ASCII that my father had uh, on the little computer that we had but um hunt the wumpus is a it's a map it's a dodecahedron and uh you move from room to room trying to find this wumpus it's a furry smelly monster and uh some rooms have bottomless pits some rooms have a bat that'll transport you to another room um and and one room has the wumpus and so you're trying to kill the wumpus without falling into one of the traps or or whatever, and, and the game gives you hints as to what's in the next room, uh, or what might be in down one of the exits that you're heading. You know, you'll feel a draft, and that means, okay, there's a bottomless pit in one of the three neighboring rooms off of this room that I'm in. It's still through process of elimination, you try and figure out where the Wumpus is and kill him with your bow and arrow. So this is all text adventure, you said? What is it? Yeah, it's a text, it's a text game. It's like oh, a text wow. adventure. Ah, that was such a different time, uh, obviously. If... Yeah, the, the, there are so many people who play video games today because if they had been around in text adventure days, they would have just ignored video games completely. But they've changed into something that are so uh, palatable to so many people, which is neat, but makes games like that less and less commonplace, which is sad. But the first time, the first time I killed the Wumpus would probably be that that moment. It was like it was such a, a victory. And then back then, video games were things that you. Um, you you plugged away at over and over and over again. It wasn't like mm-hmm. a straight progression through from the beginning to the end of the game. And, and in many cases, there wasn't really an end in practical terms. I mean, you, know, you could play Pac-Man to the kill screen, but it's not an ending the way we think of an ending today. Yeah, yeah indeed. Jim Sterling, what was your first moment where you're like, video games, are, that's that's what's good. That's what I like. Yeah. Uh, Commander Kane. Oh, yeah. Commander Keen was my first horror experience in a game, my first <laughs> horror game experience. And I'm wow. not saying that to be facetious. No, I could see that, yeah. Um, for me, I, I wrote about this recently in an article on uh, Gamefront. Um, it was one of those rare moments of introspection, which was answered by one of the commenters saying, shut the fuck up, Jim, no one cares what you think. Um, so <laughs> so I will, I will open myself up again for that. Um, ha-ha, opening anal things. <laughs> Um, I just got to stay one step ahead of the listeners. Um, oh. Yeah, there are these things in um, Commander King. Mm. Mm. Uh, they begin with a V. I always, I forget them. Vong, 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 Boys. <laughs> but we never called them. They, they, it was the name of the the the, the invading aliens. Uh, began with a V. Um, we we never called them that. We called them the Blue Werewolves because that's essentially what they were. They're these aliens. They're blue. They, they're like big blue bipedal dogs. Um, and they chase you. 
and there was one. There was like you spend most of the the early chapter of the game. You find these little green aliens. You might see one that's that's dangerous. The others are just these little one-eyed, happy things that don't hurt you. And then you get to the end of this thing, of this level, and there's this blue wolf thing, and we shoot it, and it doesn't die, and it just bounces after us, and it moves so erratically and haphazardly, um, and scared the shit out of us. Because that thing was vicious. If it caught you, it would fuck up your day. And it took, like, at least four bullets to go down. Which, in those days, was a lot. In my day, bullets were expensive. And and having to fire with those controls were, you know... It, it wasn't, like, just throwing an LMG at something um, back in the day. And what we would do was we'd run up... Straight away, we'd run up to the top of the level, find the blue werewolf thing, and get it to follow us. And then jump off the platform it was on, so it would jump after us, miss our platform, and jump down into the level. And then it was loose in the level, and we'd run back to the beginning of the level, and then start playing, normally. <laughs> Whoa. So this thing was... was it, it wasn't really, because AI back in the days wasn't all that. Um... But in our minds, that thing was then stalking us. That in our, in our little child's brains, that was on the prowl, and it turned the thing into a horror experience, the likes of which I would later discover in you know Clock Tower and uh, Resident Evil Nemesis and that kind of thing. Of this idea of the stalking monster that's coming after you and and relentlessly chasing you, and that's I think what drew me into that kind of enjoyment of that game was this blue werewolf dog thing looks fucking ridiculous but still sends a, a slight shiver down my spine um because of that so that is a thing that, that is a thing that's awesome that's it was like you broke the code a little bit of the game because you knew that enemy wasn't supposed to be in that part of the game but through your own error you like unleashed pandora's box of the venga boys <laughs> blue, blue werewolf venga boys yeah. yeah that's awesome that does sound legitimately scary there's a lot of ways i get sad guys you know this people say oh that's not a horror game because it's not spooky or that is a horror game just because it's got like mood lighting and uh, loud noises and creaky doors and stuff but that doesn't necessarily make something scary and likewise something can be really scary that's um not stereotypically so in terms of its aesthetic uh do we have time for another one kieran d wants to know more potential in the wii u or the vita i don't know if that's fair one's a portable video game system the other's a eh, you know it's a little apples and oranges but i certainly have my opinion i'm pretty worried about the the vita at this point i am sad that yeah. sony just doesn't seem to be putting out very many first party games on it and and when a first party and support their own console very strongly. It sends the message to third parties like, eh, who knows what if is, they really care about this thing. What yeah. does this guy want to know, though? Does he want to know potential, or yeah. I suspect, does he actually want to know the likelihood of the potential being fulfilled? Because that's two different things. Mm. They've both what? got scads of potential. Masses mm -hmm. of potential. Sure. Um, out of the two, though, I would say Nintendo have the better chance of actually supporting the Wii U enough to see some of that potential fulfilled, whereas Sony seems to have already gotten bored of the Vita, as they do so many of their products, uh, and just fucked off and, and left it to its own devices. They've done this with the, the Xperia Play. 
did this with the PSP Go. They just launch something, think, yeah, and then just fuck off and, and leave it alone after having fucked off. And that upsets me because I love Sony products. I just hate the way Sony treats them. And yeah, I'm worried about the Vita. I, I fear for it uh, like, like a mother would, just a, a tiny baby in the, in, in the woods. Um, I, I really do enjoy the Vita and, and I love that there are things on it and I'm worried that we won't get many things on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah. third parties are... I mean, Lone Survivor is coming to the PS Vita now, which is really exciting. Um, that gave me some hope that at least smaller developers are going to continue to find a home there. But for bigger stuff, which is why a lot of people bought the Vita, because it's so powerful, it can run near PS3 quality uh, stuff on there, or sometimes PS3 quality stuff on there. And all Sony's putting out on it is just the same games they're putting out on the PS3 at the same time. Like yeah. the, uh, the uh, All-Stars game. And it, just picture if Nintendo did that, if they released New Super Mario Bros. 2 on the 3DS and also on the, the Wii U at the same time, people would, would scoff for yeah. certain. Well, it just looks like their, you know, their attempt to to match the Wii U and the gamepad, really, mm-hmm. um, which just it's not going to work because the gamepad was designed to do that kind of stuff to to have a fully integrated screen on a controller that works with the games. Sony's just bolting it onto two products that already existed, and Sony has a bad, bad history with that kind of thing mm-hmm. because Sony's infrastructure is fucking shit. This is why when they thought, oh, online passes are a good idea, we'll do that. It turned out to be fucking shit. And now I can't review games in time because they don't activate the online passes until weird arbitrary times. Or or sometimes not at all. Or sometimes like in Resistance 3 where you have to exit the whole game to go into the PlayStation Store to put the code up yourself manually. It's bullshit. Or trophies, even something small like trophies they can't do properly. What's with the sinking? What's with the sinking? <laughs> that was so great. I'm just a fan of My phone gets my achievements. It's my kind phone. Of... My, my phone does it. Why can't the thing that has the thing to do the things have to sink things? <laughs> I feel guilty on this show sometimes because I just want to listen. I didn't want to have to say anything to stop you from talking. But that was that was a good talk. This I think you did it, Jim. This America, this. <laughs> it was uh, Little Big Planet carding where they didn't put the online until like an hour before embargo was up or something like that. Didn't they do that recently? They they did it the night before the. Yeah. Online pass finally went the night before, and then I had to fuck with my online settings to get it to work anyway. Um, so I missed out even beyond what everyone else's time. So that was a weird time for me. Um, God, <laughs> I hate video games now. I've played too many, and now I hate them. And and as a reward for this week of hard work, I'm going to get Black Ops declassified on the Vita. Oh boy! <laughs> to review, you have yeah, to do I'm that too. That. I don't wow. have to, but sometimes I feel like it would be cruel to make others do these kinds of things. <laughs> um, that and, and and 
you know, I, I I know for a fact I've got a Vita, and I will have the time after Sunday, and Hans has got it, so he's going to have to mail it on or something weird. So by that, by the time I get a copy, I'll be free, so I can do it. Um, plus a lot of people have asked me specifically to do it, so we'll do that. Nihilistic are doing it. That's, that's, that's good. Heard all sorts of fun stories about Declassified. I know Colin Moriarty was, um, he watched an enemy um, crouch behind a car and try and shoot through the car until the car blew up and killed him. <laughs> so that sounds like it's going to be a real laugh. I've also heard the campaign is 45 minutes long. What? No, really? According to some reviewers, they say they could clear the campaign in 45 minutes. So I, I'd probably even have... Oh, well, then the turnaround time on the review will be great. <laughs> Expect think... that review an hour after I get the game. <laughs> When's it gonna... When are people... I mean, what would it take for people to get sick of Call of Duty? When are people gonna be like, they're just not that great? Would it's it take, like, years of average games? or? I mean, they... It... It depends who you're speaking to. I mean, if you're talking about hardcore gamers, they've hit that point. Mm, I mean, mm -hmm. the backlash last year to Modern Warfare 3, to my review of it, was was still something that stuns me. That is literally the worst reaction I've ever gotten for a review. Of all the th of all the times I've, you know, hated games that others loved, it was the game I loved that others hated that, that caused them to really get personal and nasty and still bring it up today you know they still mention it um and even in i mean the black ops 2 review comments weren't so bad this year i think people have gotten over their hatred and are just settling into to being bored and mm. um, even so there were still some vicious people there was a guy who was angry that i gave nintendo land a seven um because i gave what because i gave the Bought, you know, the quote-unquote paid-for review. I hate that term. It's the dumbest fucking term. Uh, the paid-for review of Black Ops 2 um, and 8.5, and they were furious that I gave a Nintendo game lower than that. Never mind the what? Never mind the fact that 15 minutes before I published that review, I'd already given you Super Mario Brothers the exact same score I'd given Call of Duty Black Ops 2, so he made himself look stupid. Well, even still, I mean, I like Nintendo Land quite a bit from what I've played, but it's just not as big a game uh, with as many features and as much production value and as many different types of experiences in it as Black Ops 2, right? And I don't even like Black Ops 2 that much, but I can recognize that it's a, a very well-made game with a lot of stuff to it that can keep people entertained for potentially years. Who knows? The internet and its false equivalences. It's, uh, mm. it's a strange world. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'll say. it's time to do end it. Okay. Because it was supposed to be short and we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little short. We're at an hour and a half. Let's we'll wrap it up. Uh, I will talk about the thing I'm doing this Sunday. We have Adam Tierney from Way Forward on. We're doing Way Forward people for all the rest of November on Subholms. And this Sunday we have Adam who was the I believe the director on Silent Hill Book of Memories. He's worked on a ton of games for Way Forward. He started out as a pixel artist um, and built his way up from there. He worked on uh, their bigger games, their smaller games. He worked on like Centipede. He wrote the entire script for that based around the Studio Ghibli philosophy towards uh environmentalism 
he's an interesting dude, to say the least. Um, we're going to have him on to talk about Way Forward some more. And this last Sunday, we had James Montagna, who is the director of the Adventure Time game for the 3DS and the DS. He's also worked on A Boy and His Blob and quite a few other games. And he was great. That podcast is up on iTunes, and the video is up on Detoid TV's YouTube channel. So that's good. Did I do that right, Conrad? I think I told yeah, the truth. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much right. I think I told the truth. Oh yeah, the time of the show. The time of the oh. show is 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's good. Oh, and I'm also I think I'm going to the Wii U launch in New York um, on Saturday, so I'm going to try to do a little bit of video coverage for that. I hope I can go. I may not, but um, I'll do my best. And if so, that video coverage and other Nintendo related stuff will be up this weekend. Bring a me. pig. <laughs> you're not the first you're not the first person to say that one one guy the excel who's a long time destructoid reader and even when we disagree on stuff i think we still like each other he wanted me to punch triforce jones as you called him in the face he's like just walk up to him and punch him in the face for a video i'm like that would be really mean he's like but it would be really courageous <laughs> Like I, I guess I don't know. Yeah, probably won't do that. I like Triforce Jones just fine. Um, what do you got going on this weekend, Conrad? Um, see, on Saturday morning hangover, I haven't figured out exactly what we're gonna do. We played Toe Jam and Earl last Sunday, and so we might just move right on to Toe Jam and to Earl Panic on Funkatron because I, I just love me the Toe Jam and Earl. Um, I might even pull out the Xbox and put in Toe Jam and Earl three. I don't know, but I'm still feeling touchy. That existed. Oh yeah, God. Return Whoa. to Earth, Mission to Earth, I think is what it was called actually. Yeah, I have yeah. it. I'm a, I, it was the reason I bought an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the reason I bought an Xbox. <laughs> that is such a human story. That's not I mean, the Sophie's choice of. I knew it was. I knew it wasn't going to be a good game either. That wasn't <laughs> know, the that's, point. That's the humanity of it. Yeah, you just I knew it was going to be bad. Mm. And I continued to buy games for my Xbox over my PlayStation Two for much for the remainder of that console generation because they tended to look a little bit better on the Xbox. Yeah. But that was ever really so it. slightly better. Yeah. <laughs> so to justify my purchase of this thing. Which I'd really only bought to play Toe Jam and Earl 3 Mission to Earth. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh yeah, and, and, to, and to watch them ruin Oddworld. That was the other thing I bought it for. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was sad. Yeah. I love Sega's support of the original Xbox. I, I bought original Xbox pretty much just for Panzer Dragoon, Orda, and uh jet Science, jet set radio future and shenmue 2 they really they tried that was nice to oh see yeah i mean yeah. actually on the whole i don't think it was a bad console no i think it's no, completely eclipsed by the playstation 2 but yeah. yeah not a bad not a bad device anyway so some of that and um i'll have a review next week that i i guess i still can't say so oh jeez yeah. a lot of reviews I've, and you jim yeah. you're reviewing Zombie U, you're reviewing Scribblenauts Unlimited, you're reviewing Far Cry 3, you're reviewing Black Ops 2 Declassified, you're, is that everything? Is that all you're doing? You're probably doing even more than that. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you cry, Jim. I'm just, I, you know, Robin's I Land! <laughs> you're doing that too? I didn't even know that was a thing! And then I time! Uh, yeah, um, 
I am, oh god. Reviews. Okay, we've got reviews up already. Um, on Destructoid, you can read. My voice is even going. I don't I haven't even been talking. Um, you can get on Destructoid. You get Razor's Edge, Ninja Gaiden Three, Razor's Edge. That's already up. That's banked. Um, uh, what did I do today? Nintendo Land, New Super Mario Brothers U. They're up. Um, by the time this is on the Destructoid front page, uh, Epic Mickey Two: The Power of Two will be up. You did that too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's not so bad. I did that one weeks ago. They oh, sent wow. they sent ludicrously early review code for that one, and mm. um, so I did that. I cleared that a long time ago. Is that on the Wii U or uh... um, 360? Ah, cool. Yeah, okay. Um, so that'll be up this week uh, on Sunday. That's the big blowout. We should have a Nintendo Wii U hardware review. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to write that. Uh, <laughs> We should have at least Zombie U, Scribble Nauts Unlimited, and Batman Arkham Edition, Armored Edition up. Oh, really? Are you going to play that whole thing, Jim? Huh? You, can you get through that pretty quick or something? I'm, that Arkham I'm, City? I'm playing the whole thing. Um, I beat it like five times in my life. Oh, okay. I, I just want to, you know, when it comes to the re releasey things, I think, you know, just get the new content. I'm mm. going to play to see all the new content. I'm doing this with Warriors Orochi as well. I just want to see the new stuff. Um, and then write about that. And, and, and obviously just see how it runs compared to the other alternatives. So that's why I'm saying I should be able to get Armored Edition up. Not too... Um, in not too... Sh- uh, in, in a... Fuck. The flank. <laughs> I'll get it up. It'll be there. Don't you worry. Uh, maybe on Sunday, if not Monday... We'll be looking at Rabbids Land, Warriors or OG3, uh, and anything else that I've forgotten. Um, and maybe I'll take a photograph of the, the Madden bugs. Who Ma- oh, yeah. How is that going to get reviewed? How the hell? I can't, I, I can't <laughs> do it. I wouldn't insult myself or the readers. Or, or EA. It would be an insult to everyone, to all humans everywhere. Um that's that. That that's a huge load of Wii U coverage, and a whole bunch of other reviews have gone up this this month. It's been nightmarish, uh, mm. but fantastic, you know, in terms of content. And over on the Escapist, uh, maybe for the last time, because the corporates are going to boot me out for being too radical. Um, probably not. Uh, but uh, if you go to EscapistMagazine.com, the Jimquisition is a show I do every Monday. My last one was called Touch Waggle Touch Waggle Swipe. And it's partially based off a rant we did on Podtoid uh, a few months back, where I was having a go at people turning things into tech demos for no reason, even though the tech's been demoed. So that's cool. Um, I apologise, that was very rambly. I've, I'm now at that point of tiredness where your limbs feel like everything in them's been taken out and replaced with like teddy bear stuffing. <laughs> You're still better at talking than almost everyone I know, Jim, if not everyone. You do a fantastic frickin' job on this show, my friend. Thanks. I mean it. I mean it. Uh, I mean it. I, I, uh... <laughs> you do it. <laughs> People tell me all the time, like, he's so good, I want to be like him. They really like you, Jim. You're really great. They don't want to be like me. They do. No, because you get fat. And, <laughs> and then, then you get pain, and you don't know if it's internal or muscular, but because you're fat, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> 
It's just in in pain. It's just all it, it's all internal by that point, just under a layer of sin. <laughs> but that's that for this week. Um, next week, hopefully, I will have slept. I'm looking forward to Sunday night. I'm gonna be asleep for a minute. It's gonna be great. Until then, I'll be up till one or two in the morning every every day, uh, having a jolly good working time. And we'll be back next week. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.